Welcome to Eyes Up, a podcast that champions representation where we see you and give you insight on what the future of your career can look like. I'm your host, Dr. Damaris Raimondi, and today I've got a short informational episode for you answering the question, what's so important about eye health anyways? A good amount of you listening are an optometrist, and I'd love to teach you all more about why eye exams are so important and why I'm so passionate about it, and that way you can keep your eyes and your loved one's eyes healthy. And for my ODs and future ODs in the house, I want us all to take a step back and remind us all of the incredibly awesome work that we do every single day. Let's put glasses and contacts aside for today, both of which are incredibly important, but let's just talk about eye exams in general because, well, with glasses and contacts, there's so much that could be said about that. Maybe that could be its own episode. You let me know. But when you come in for an eye exam, my colleagues and I look at so many things. For one, you know, this episode would not be complete without mentioning your ocular surface. There could be countless issues happening on the external visible part of your eye, the front part, right? The, the, your conjunctiva, the white part, the cornea, which is the clear bubbly part, and, you know, your iris, pupil, all that stuff. If you're experiencing discomfort, eye strain, some dryness, tearing, or some eye pain, It's usually around here on your ocular surface where we will find and determine and address the issue. If you have a red eye, it could be an infection. It could actually be bacterial, viral, fungal, or even parasitic. Or it could be some sort of inflammation. And usually, though, in these situations, uh, you as a patient would feel uncomfortable enough to come in, but sometimes not. Sometimes we get used to the feeling. So if you're experiencing any of those things, I really urge you to make an appointment with an eye doctor. I will list a few directories in the show notes, but head over to thinkaboutyoureyes.com to find someone who can truly fully evaluate you because the thing with our eyes is that we get used to feeling uncomfortable, like I said, and you don't have to live in discomfort, especially if there are so many different eye drops and different treatments that we can offer to help you out. And you won't know unless you get evaluated by an eye expert. So definitely go ahead and do that. But the most interesting things about eye exams, though, that I did want to talk about is that most vision-threatening and life-threatening diseases that I can detect in your eyes during an eye exam, most of them will have no symptoms. You won't feel anything. We depend on our eyes to do so much for us. And because of this, and I think because of really most of our bodies, like our brains and our other senses adapt to any changes and especially to any visual changes. And they adapt to the extreme, to a point where our bodies try to hang on to everything it's got until the very last second when it bottoms out and it cannot function no more. And that's what happens with our vision, with all these different diseases. Our eye will hang on to whatever functional input it has that it'll keep going until it cannot know more. And the drop-off can be pretty drastic. What does this mean? So this means that you're only going to notice that something is wrong 
when it is in an advanced stage. That could be said about the rest of our bodies, but definitely in your eyes. So what are we supposed to do about this? Fortunately, you know, we're no longer only dependent on our evolution and on on the homeostasis of our bodies because we have a lot of technologies available to us. And these technologies can measure very tiny changes within our retinal tissues to the micron, basically. And we can also measure your eye pressure. We have microscopes that allow us to look inside your eyes. And the thing about our eyes, which is so cool, is that I can take a look at all of your blood vessels within your eyes without having to cut you open. It's the only place in the body where you can do that. So how can we get access to these awesome technologies? You would get it by coming in for your annual eye exam. And 99% of optometrists' offices have all the equipment that you need for everything that I just mentioned. If you needed a specialized form of imaging or testing, it's my responsibility and my honor to make sure that I refer you to the appropriate clinic that does have that technology. So let's move on to some examples that we have already covered in previous episodes where we uh, learn about a disease in the beginning stage and where you as a patient would only notice something when it's really advanced. We've spoken about glaucoma before. Glaucoma is optic nerve damage. And in the early stages, you are not going to feel anything. Typically with glaucoma, you have really high eye pressure. And the truth is, you are not going to feel that change in eye pressure. You are not going to feel that your peripheral visual field is changing. Because with glaucoma, what you experience is tunnel vision. And since all we do is look at screens all day, you're not going to notice that you can't see from your side vision as well as you used to. Which is why I would need you to have to come in for an eye exam. So in the beginning stages of glaucoma, you won't notice anything, but I will be able to tell if your optic nerve is showing any signs of damage or anything like that. And if you do happen to have glaucoma, I can easily treat that with drops. The next example that we've also covered is cataracts. I still see way too many folks come in from all walks of life with advanced cataracts, and that doesn't need to be the case. Yes, cataracts come with age. It's a a change that comes when you're a little older and you got more birthdays. But it's also something that our brain somehow slowly adapts to and something that we tend to ignore because it's just we adapt to it and it moves so slowly. But you do not need to wait for cataracts to be incredibly mature in the same way that it was for our grandparents. What we can do in every eye exam is take a look at them, monitor them, ask you certain questions about how you use your vision throughout the day and see how we can go forward from there. My next favorite example is diabetes. So with diabetic retinopathy, that's when you have bleeding in the back of your eye. And what happens there is that you don't, you don't just go blind from diabetes, I think we have all heard of people who have gone blind because of diabetes. And that do- does not just happen from one day to the next. But it can feel like that. It can feel like that because we only notice our central vision. So what will happen initially is that with diabetes, you'll have little spots of red blood happening all over your eye. And you won't know a thing. 
But that's when I can tell you that, hey, we need to do this. We need to take control of this. I need to send a report to your PCP, to your endocrinologist. And then together, if we work together, those little tiny red dots of blood, they can disappear. Your body wants to heal itself, but it won't know. And it won't know. And sometimes it'll know when it's too advanced. And we'll all know when it's too advanced and then we can't do anything about it. But in the early stages, we need both my input and your body's input to be able to heal you back to where you you should be at. And so you can be healthy and that's so you can see. A few more examples that we could go over is headaches, right? Headaches, usually it's something we learn to live with. But sometimes it can have a lot to do with the circulation going on in your eye and with your optic nerve. If your optic nerve is swollen, which it should not be, you won't be able to feel a thing. And in the early stages, we can make the appropriate referrals, take the right photos and really track it. And through our management, which, you know, this is not medical advice. All right. You still got to come in for an eye exam. We can reverse it. But only in the early stages, because once it's super advanced, then it's very little that we can do. Because what happens in your brain? If there's something wrong with your brain and and you lose something, does it come back? No, it doesn't. And your eye is an extension of your brain. So that's the same thing. You kind of, it goes away and you cannot get it back. Unless you start with prevention. Another example would be thyroid eye disease. In the very beginning, the thyroid issues in your eyes can manifest as dry eye and you can just feel uncomfortable, but it can progress into severe eye redness and even bulging of the eyes. And that's something that we can keep track of in your annual eye exams. Are you noticing a trend here? The thing is that there are more than 270 systemic diseases whose ocular signs or symptoms can be either reported or diagnosed during a comprehensive dilated eye exam. And as optometrists, in every single eye exam, every time I look in your eyes, I am actually checking for every single one of the 270 things on this list. Where is this list? Oh yeah, I put it in my show notes. Go click there. It is published from the AOA, from the American Optometric Associations. And some of the things that you can find on this list include albinism, bacterial endocarditis, chlamydia. You know how many STDs you can find in in your eye? All of them. That's the, there you go. That's your multiple choice. All of them can be found in the eye. Next, dermatitis, hepatitis, herpes, all the types. There are more than one type. Rheumatoid arthritis, all the types of arthritis actually, multiple sclerosis, myasthenia gravis, just to keep this list short. I know there's so many others that we've seen and I've been practicing for five years now as an optometrist and I've seen every single one of these things. And usually the patient didn't even realize that something else was going on until they came in for their eye exam. It's time for the Spanish segment of the podcast. And usually in all of my episodes, actually, whenever we reach the Spanish portion, it is just a summary of what I just said. There's not anything really new in there. And it's more to immerse you into Spanish. So that way you can learn some of it, too. Entonces, ¿por qué es tan importante hacerse un examen de los ojos con dilatación de las pupilas? 
Bueno, hay varias razones. Una, de, una cosa que yo reviso en cada examen es la superficie del ojo. Y ahí uno puede encontrar cosas como la resequedad del ojo. ¿Y eso de, de qué es importante? Bueno, la resequedad puede ser por varias razones. Puede ser por un problema autoinmunológico. Puede ser porque tiene usted rosácea. Puede ser por su acné. Puede ser por un sinnúmero de cosas. Y eso es donde yo vengo y yo soy la experta que puede analizar eso y decirle cómo buscar la solución del problema y para que usted se sienta mejor. Pero la más, más importante parte de por qué esos exámenes son importantes es porque yo examino profundamente en cada examen la mácula, el nervio óptico y la retina. Y estas tres cosas son estructuras súper importantes en los ojos y son importantes para que usted pueda ver lo que tiene que ver y durante su día. Pero el problema o la cosa que sucede es de que todas estas estructuras no tienen receptores de dolor. ¿Qué significa eso? Eso significa de que si usted, si algo está sucediendo en su ojo, si hay una enfermedad, una patología, usted no va a sentir nada. Solamente va a notar que hay algo que está mal en etapas bien avanzadas. Pero nosotros no queremos esperar hasta que usted pierda su visión, hasta que esté en etapas avanzadas. Más bien, yo quiero examinar sus ojos una vez al año y si es indicado más frecuentemente. Porque ahí es cuando yo te tenemos, no solo yo, todos los optometristas y doctores de los ojos tenemos las tecnologías para poder analizar a su ojo profundamente y decir si hay algo que está un poquito diferente. Y así yo puedo detectar si usted tiene los principios de glaucoma, cataratas o de problemas de las tiroides. Porque muchos problemas que suceden en el resto del cuerpo se manifiestan en el ojo también. Y con todo de la salud, la prevención es lo más importante. Entonces, ¿cuándo fue la última vez que usted y sus uh, familiares y amistades hicieron exámenes de los ojos? During every single eye exam, I evaluate your ocular surface and I prescribe the right medications that you need. And also, in every single eye exam, I evaluate the eye-brain connection because I check the function of a bunch of cranial nerves. If you want to write them down, I check cranial nerve 3, cranial nerve 4, cranial nerve 5, 6, and 7. I also check on your floaters, you know, those little floaty things that you see in your vision. What's that all about? I will let you know. Any optometrist is going to let you know. And we all check your entire retina, which is an extension of your brain. And by checking it, I can let you know if there's something that needs a little bit more of an investigation on our part or if you're good to go for another year. I want your eyes to be healthy and I want you to be seeing your best so that you can continue doing the things you love. And I hope that you found this episode super helpful in understanding why I care so much about eyes. They're awesome. There are so many things that I find on a daily basis, and we truly save lives every single day. But remember that this podcast episode is not medical advice. Please seek an eye doctor or a PCP if you don't have one. You need one. 
And again, what I would want you to take from this episode is that if you're trying to maintain optimal health and optimal eye health, prevention is key. So let me know, when was the last time you or your loved ones had your eye health checked? If you love this episode, share it with a friend. Leave eyes up a rating and review because when you do these things, it allows more listeners to find me. And I need more listeners to continue growing and to continue bringing you this revolutionary content as an independent, one-woman hosted, produced, and edited podcast. Head up, eyes up, together we rise up. See you next week. Bye! 